Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is moot. I'm Joe and I'm with my co-host and we have a guest from Myanmar and he's going to tell us all about what's uh, what's rotten in the state of Myanmar. So uh, I'm actually I'm actually really uh, uh, really unfamiliar with this whole situation. So uh, do you want to do you want to just kind of like tell us what's going on over there? Uh, yeah, the military took over the government uh, at about 3.30 in the morning, two days ago, and people are not rioting yet because uh, we are expecting UN and other Western can- influential Western countries to help with the situation. So there is... And, we also lost our internet at 3.30 in the morning till like 3 p.m. in the afternoon the next day. Uh, but we have, we got our internet back and yeah, people are just uh, protesting, like hitting the pots and pans at 8 p.m. in the afternoon and something the national anthem as a protest for now. Right. Yeah, yeah, you you told us about that. They're they're walking in the streets, banging on pots and pans, and singing the national anthem, right? Yes, uh, it's more of a protest, a peaceful protest, because uh, we are wor- worried that they will use if we riot, they will use they will use it as, a, as an excuse to excuse for taking over the country. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like, a, oh, look at these animals. You see why we need to be in control kind of thing, right? Yeah, they, they, they have done that before in the 90s. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a precedent for that in, in other ways, too. I mean, the, the Rohingya Muslim crackdown a couple of years ago was predicated on a terrorist, a terrorist act where the government wildly overreacted to it. Um, so... Yeah. I, I was reading there. There was an there was an article posted called uh, "What I Saw During Myanmar's Coup," and I'll put that in the the episode note notes. Um, it was written by Ayman Dant. She is a Reuters journalist, and she described how it at first there was a lot of activity on Monday morning, like people were bustling out in the streets. You know, the COVID restrictions were being largely ignored, and people were like stocking up on rice and one of the things that she mentioned was that it was reminiscent of older, you know, military crackdowns, like people who were old enough to remember past events. Um, did, did you see a lot of that? Or, or did, is that sentiment in the air? Like, oh, this is just how it goes? Uh, how old uh, are you? Sam, I'm 21 year old. But mm. I'm 21 years and some suddenly stocked up on rice and other foods just in case, but there isn't much people going out out of an inordinary because uh, people have people here have to work, you know, like like we can't stop working just because they are inconvenienced. Uh, they will go starving if they stop. So people are just going to work and just living their life for now. Yeah. But I guess that's good. I mean, do you think, so you're saying people are still going to work. Do you think this will make a big difference in your day-to-day life or the day-to-day lives of people around you? Uh, in the long term, yes. Because we are just, stay, a lot of people are just staying quiet because we are hoping UN and other countries will do something, right? And if, if they don't, uh, a lot of people will start protesting and rioting and things. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I imagine, I mean, do you think, well, let me ask you about your future. Do you think that this is, because you're a, you're a college student now, is that right? Yes. So do you think that this is going to affect your long-term prospects? Like, your, you know, where you're going to work? Do you plan on staying around? Uh, it will. Uh, it already have. Because I, I was planning to go into to study abroad and you know COVID happened and I couldn't get my visa. 
and now this happened, so I'm just like, you know, uh, it's I like a, it's like a shit avalanche for you, buddy. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, COVID and a coup. That's that's quite a way to kick off another semester. Yeah, I mean, you can relate to that in a way, Jeremy. A little bit. I mean, not. No. I mean, I, yeah, the Yahoos, the Yahoos who tried tried themselves at, at your state, they were just, you know, incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the difference. We had a military coup here that we just did episodes on, and it was one of the reasons. I think a lot of people are going to be looking to Myanmar and drawing a lot of comparisons and saying, well, look, yeah. democracy, democracy is tenuous and our institutions may have been more ingrained and we might have had different traditions, but that doesn't mean that we're infallible. No, I mean, not, 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 every, not everyone has a good man on the scene, you know? Right, right. And I, I'm, do, do you think that this coup could have been stopped uh i think they 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 will do it anyways like uh it it has been pretty obvious that they are planning to the un has won the won the military not to and dong san suji before getting captured by them also told told habiban to just go along with it probably because they don't and she don't want any casualties sure so mm. Yeah, because I mean, I, I wait. So the military told people we're gonna do a coup now. Get out of the way so we don't kill you. Uh, they haven't, but like their actions are pretty obvious. Mm. Like uh, they suddenly have a lot of soldiers, foot soldiers, and police everywhere before it had it happened. Yeah. So so they basically they basically like set the stage for the coup. Yeah, yeah, it would be like uh, it would be like as if as if the thing that happened in the U.S. like as if all the cops just suddenly lined up and made like a path for the protesters to go into the Congress, right? Yes, yes, just yeah. like that. Hmm, that's kind of fucked up. It is, it is fucked up. Um, so <laughs> you, you know, because I, I was reading about a little bit about the elections. I, I didn't really hear much about the election before it happened. Um, to be honest, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention. And um, after the fact, I, I found out that there were some rumors that there was a coup going down. What was the election like? Because, you know, there, there were some similarities to what happened in America. I mean, they said ahead of time that they were going to perhaps stage a coup. They said ahead of time they were going to declare the election fraudulent, allegedly. Um, then they did declare the election fraudulent and demand that the appointments be postponed. So from your perspective and the people around you, what what did that election look like? Uh, the election was just one as procedure because uh, the military tried to postpone the election uh, like quite multiple times. And- Multiple times. Saying there's, yeah, like there's COVID and uh, other excuses, but you know, the, uh, the election just went on and the, uh, the National Demo uh, National League for Democracy NLD party went won by a landslide. Like everyone here, I, I we can I, everyone here I can see voted for NLD. Okay, okay. and that's uh, that's uh, um, NLG. What 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 what? NLD. That party? It's a uh, it's the party. Okay, it's, that's that's okay. Hansan Suchi's party, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. So what what do they stand for? Like, what's their thing? Uh, National League for Democracy. Okay. So yeah, I had a pro-democracy and uh, and a military coup party. Yes. The military. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think I would vote for the pro-democracy party. I can see why they won with a landslide. That's quite, that's quite the platform. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and then do you want the votes by like 82%, I believe? Yeah, that's I yeah I remember reading like eighty eighty plus percent. That's that's insane. Um, yeah. Now, when when the election was happening, did people think that a coup was right around like the back end of that election, or were they hoping that by throwing their support behind the party and, and being united that that 
the democracy would stay intact? Uh, we didn't totally expect it. We, uh, of course, we considered that they might do that, but like, we didn't expect them to do it kind of thing, you know? Like, we know they want the power, uh, but we didn't think they would be so bold. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's crazy that they managed, they seized power in hours. I mean, they were really efficient about it. I'm sure they were planning it for a while, but, you know. Yeah, they get off our phone lines and our, and our, all, all of everything, like electric, electricity were get off, and <laughs> our phone lines, internet, everything were get off. So we couldn't contact anything, and anyone we know. Uh, my sister lived in Japan, and she couldn't connect us for, contact us for half, half a day, at least. Good Lord. It, it, so have you been in touch with her since then? Yeah, we've, we have been in touch with her. That's good. I probably probably called a sister before I called us, man. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're great, but, you know, <laughs> we're not family. <laughs> so uh, uh, that is that is so fucked up, though. It's such a such a. It's it's a kind of a terrifying way to control people in the twenty first century. You shut off the yeah. internet and then you make your move. I didn't know. I I was awake at that time because usually you know I'm a twenty one year old guy. I I've been playing games. And yeah. I didn't and know they would get up. I I just thought, oh that the telephone company fucks up. I thought, I they sometimes have been like. Uh, Sometimes we would lose our internet for about five minutes because, you know, we are at the work country. So I was yeah. just expecting to get it back soon. And I think I that's a pretty universal experience. I lose yeah. my internet all the time I, too. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I just fall asleep. And when I wake up, I, I had my mom told me that that's a coup. So I was like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, I did. I, what conversation like to wake up? Like, what, what did your mom say to you? Uh, she she she's a very passionate. She's very passionate about politics, so she, she was just yelling in the street, like, you know, I do. Uh, how should I say? She just went and with the energy flat and such. And uh -huh. she, she got she so was? angry that she, she was waving the energy flags. An energy so flask, so like an energy drink? No, 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 no. Flag, energy, uh, NLD. Oh, oh, I heard energy oh, flask. And I was just like, wow, she really likes Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> So she's waving a flag in the street like a proper revolutionary, except, you know, it's the other way around. Yeah. And she got so angry that she got ill. I, because I, oh, she, Jesus Christ. she personally took back in the 1988 revolution. Yeah. While she was just 16. So she's very passionate about it. Damn, so your mom has gone through two revolutions. Uh, three years, three actually. There was one at 2007. Uh, I think it wasn't known quite publicly, but a lot of mags and people died there too. So, so tell us about your, your, Damn. your mom's involvement. It, was your dad involved in the 1988 mm -hmm. revolution too? Uh, uh, my dad was involved i think uh they they haven't met quite yet so i don't know much about that okay Sorry, but mm. uh, my mom's brother also lead the rallies and such so she was involved okay how, how was she involved what did she do uh just you know like protesting and uh we uh, they also it was also energy party, I think, but then, since then, and they demand democracy, and yeah, sure, there was rallies on the streets. 
I read a little bit about that because I, I read that, that a lot of students were involved, involved in 1988. And uh, yeah, a lot of students involved, like university students, leads, uh, really. Like they planned everything. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and it was it was intense. Like some some of the some of the protesters would be protesting, and they had signals to like hide in bushes and in like sewer grates and stuff when the military came through because they would just open fire sometimes. Yeah, there was open fire. Good lord. And, and it it's, I mean this this goes back to when Myanmar when it was Burma declared independence because apparently my like I, I didn't realize this I knew I knew Myanmar and Burma had a very complicated history with internal strife and you know ethnic instability and uh, problems with a military led government but I didn't realize it's been it was pretty much consistent from declaring independence from the United Kingdom I mean this is decades this is yeah the, the military took over Myanmar back in 1962. So, well, we, the military took over the country in 1962 and we became a socialist country. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the revolution happened at 1988 and uh, they they brought a lot of, it, it got a lot of international attention. So, they said uh, the military announced that there will be democratic election since 1990. And the NRD party won by like 90% back then. 90, with 90% of in 1990. Yeah. And, and a year later in 1991, I mean, because when they won the military, I mean, what did they say? They basically just say, nah, because I know they took... Um, Aung San Suu Kyi won that election and she was preparing to go into office and they just put her into house arrest instead. Yeah, they, as I said, they said they, um, we don't have the constitution of Myanmar yet, so we will have to write, we will have to write it. So, and then they postponed it so much that it took till 2000, 2008. <laughs> to write the constitution of Myanmar and they basically arrested every influential people in the party and Dohan San Suu Kyi for house arrest. Man, could you imagine postponing a homework assignment for 18 years? I mean, that's nuts. Like that was their excuse, right? Like they didn't have a constitution so she couldn't go into office and they just didn't write it. Yeah, they they were making sure that they they can basically get into power again. So for now, uh, when anybody won the election in 2015, they made sure that the, in the constitution, they wrote it as there must be 25% of the military people in the parliament. 25, wait, so 25% of the military has to be in the parliament? Yeah, so they basically can, uh, Nine every real changes for the country, oh. like energy party one and Don Don Suji became the state councillor, but they couldn't do much. <clears throat> like they have the power to deny everything, like everything they are they are against. Yeah, well, and that that's that was one of the questions I wanted to touch on today because, I mean. Aung San Kyi won the Nobel Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize in 1991, a year after she was put into house arrest, winning the, that election in 1990. And by, a, you know, a few years ago, the Rohingya uh, Muslim crisis happened and that people started calling for the, 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 the Peace Prize to be revoked. And I've always been extremely curious, um, is that... Is that a fair to ask for that recall? Like how much, did she have any power to stop the oppression of the Rohingya? Um, how, 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 did that, how did that look from your guys' end? Uh, uh, this is quite controversial because a lot of the Western country think that government took part in it, but it was all done by the military. Like 
every every people in the country is against that. When the operation of the when the operation happened, uh, a lot of the people, uh, you know, who use the Facebook change their profile to stop uh, at the protest and posting posts about stopping the, those. But you know, uh, the government can do much as the military still rule over such states like. Uh, the government power can reach that much. Kind of. Okay, so I mean, basically, yeah. to stop them, the government would have had to raise a second army to fight their own army. Yeah, something like that. That which doesn't sound very feasible. <laughs> no, it sounds really difficult, because the a sec the first army is supposed to be their army. Did did you, yeah, you need to do some Star Wars level stuff like summoning a million clones out of nowhere to be able to just? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and so let, let me ask, like, so did you ever meet anybody that was in favor of what the military was doing? I, I'm really glad to hear that there were protests and, and the government was, I, I mean, what about the, in the government state? So let me ask you two, a two-part question. How did other people, did you meet anybody that was in favor of what they were doing, uh, the military was doing? And did the government have an unofficial stance, you know, something that kind of everybody knew about? Uh, there are certainly uh, suddenly some people that are who are hoping to get something back if they support the military. Like there are very very few people, not even one in a thousand. But there are some people that will support the military if they get some what uh, something back, like houses and cars, because back in the 90s, the people who support the military, like they spread the propaganda and such. Th those kind, be those kind, those people became rich. Like some of the richest people in the countries became rich because of that, because of the military. Like they have to, they spread the propaganda. They support the military and they get the powers and money back. Yeah, no doubt. While ninety nine percent of the country, our country basically became the poorest country in the ASEAN. Oh, man! While while others were becoming wildly rich. That's, yeah, that's that's a common refrain. So so what what about the uh, government? Did the government kind of have like a hush hush attitude where they're like, no, we actually hate this, but there's nothing we can do, or were they more like? Just, just said nothing. Uh, about, about the operation of Rohingya. Yes, yes. Uh, there, there were uh, like <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> there were signs from the government that opposed the idea that you know twenty five percent of the military can always deny that. Uh, there were discussion and meetings in the parliament, but uh, the the government basically became the scapegoat of the military on that topic. Yeah, and and if if because uh, I know the spotlights on on San Suu Kyi to, to do something, and and like I wonder if she just stood up and said, "This is wrong. You can't do this." Would they have just like started the coup earlier? <laughs> is that just you know, would that have proven a catalyst? Uh, excuse me, uh, can you repeat that again? Sure. So I think a lot of people in the West wonder um, why Aung San Suu Kyi wasn't more vocal about her disapproval of what happened with the Rohingya. And I'm wondering if she had stood up and said, you know, she had gone in, in front of parliament or made a public statement that said the military is wrong um, how, how do you think they would have responded to that? Would that just have been the end of her rule? Uh, I don't know that for sure since I'm not very political, but uh, she, uh, I think her choice was to protect, her, protect the country as much as possible. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's more focused on maintaining a very tenuous democracy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Man, were, were there were there other uh, were there other political factions involved like besides? Because I always think of it as like her party and the military. Were there other groups involved? Uh, for this note, in the election, there are a lot of the groups, but you know they they doesn't even count kind of thing. You know, only the military and the NLD party, Johnson Suji party are the ones that matter. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's kind of like uh, Republicans and Democrats, and then you probably have smaller parties, but who cares? Yeah, just like that, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and being ruled by a minority also makes sense. Uh, how, what are your friends and family saying about this? Like, what, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like your mom is very passionate, and I love your mom already. Like, I'll just say that right now. <laughs> she sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah, like she's very passionate. Uh, but but how how you know what are you hearing from your, you know your friends at school or you know other relatives? Uh. Some of the students I know are trying, uh, planning to start the release already because you know, if the if the help from UN and Western country doesn't come, they will start the release. They are already planning it, and my mom is interested in studying it too. Like she will definitely partake in them, even if there are open open fires. She says <laughs> it's what to die for. That's because uh, democracy. We already have have the democracy. We already got democracy, and now we lose lose it. So everyone's really upset about it. Absolutely. And what what do you think the chances are of Western intervention? And and what do you think it would take the West to do? Because I I mean, if I I imagine the UN is going to release a statement saying, "Ah, this is bad," but. You know what would that be enough? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I've been checking the news, but you know there isn't much news. Like UNs that they they condemn the coup, but they they are they haven't taken any action. So uh, I think there's very low chance they will take any action soon. Like if there was release and thousands of people were dying. They were, but I don't know for now. Yeah, and and that that's kind of my worry is that if the military does just does a takeover and that they're not like putting people down, they're not you know opening fire in the streets on protesters and all that. Um, that there there's not any. I don't know that the West will see a reason to like nobody's going to deploy troops. You know what I mean? I don't see that happening. Yeah. I could see maybe putting an economic squeeze, you know, disrupting trade or, or you know, sanctioning. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we've been doing that to North Korea for ages. It doesn't really do anything. Right. Yeah, they're more concerned with the power. And obviously, they're making plenty of money by squeezing their own population, it sounds like. Yeah. I think the problem is that you, you really don't want a bloodshed, right? You really don't want anyone to die. Right. But unless people are dying... Other countries are less likely to care, you know, because they're like, oh, well, I mean, if they won't fight for their own thing, why would you, right? That becomes the attitude. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if it's smart to deploy troops, because if you do, the military is going to say they're invading us. Yeah. And then the military is going to get all popular and shit overnight. Even if they don't, they'll, they'll just say, well, we can't, you know, relinquish control because we're the military. <laughs> we have to deal with this military operation. Yeah, God, in 1988, hundreds of thousands of people also died back then, and only then we got the attention from the international countries, and they had to give up. So I'm worried something like that might happen again. Yeah, that's a very that makes a lot of sense, and that's scary. Yeah. Um, you you had you had mentioned 1990. Um, there was, there was an election, and one of the ways the military held on to control was by saying, ah, there's no constitution. So yeah. what other ways did the military hold on to power? Because I'm sure they, they were doing other things. You know, were they, were they 
spying on people's mail? Were they extorting people? Like how how do they operate? Uh, uh, we also had to vote uh, the constitution, right? Okay. People have to vote vote to agree to the constitution, and they they didn't let the people vote, but they they said there were twenty fifty seven million votes that agree with the constitution they wrote, but at, at nine twenty. 2015, there was a census and we only have the population, uh, our population is only 50 million. So <laughs> in 2000, 2008, they said there's, 20, there's 57 million votes that agree with them. So <laughs> they, they, Wait, you only have 15 million and then 57 million, what? So, so they're, they're essentially the bullshit election. Oh, that is bullshit. Yeah. They didn't even let anyone vote, the, vote, vote for the constitution. Oh wow. <laughs> so if, if, they, if they come, so even if somebody's not familiar with the census, wouldn't you think if they're like, hey, you voted and you voted for us, what do people say to that? Like, they just kind of look around and be like, we win. Yeah, they—I don't know—they're sh very shameless with those with such things. Like they—they <clears throat> they didn't like the NLD party participate in the 2010 election too. Okay, yeah, I mean that—that that, that tends to be popular with like despotic, autocratic, or military rule is—is is inventing votes, inventing election results. Yeah. Um, so if, if that if that kind of stuff was going on, um, do you think that the uh, the elections, the the democratic elections, were they were they ever fair? Did the military have its hand in that? Like, how did people feel about how safe the elections were? Uh, since we, uh, I think people are very, a lot of the people are very passionate and love the democracy. So I think. Uh, they they will still go to the voting places even if they if they are dangerous like that. <clears throat> uh, what should I say? They doesn't care much as long as they can vote. Like we we everyone here just want the just want democracy and fair fair vote. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Mm. Okay. Um. What about social media? Do you guys have access to, to social media? Uh, we have access to social media for now. Uh, I hope and I hope we will have, have it in the future too. Uh, when yeah. things go south, yeah. <laughs> I hope so for your sake also. Um, what, what do you guys what do you guys have? Do you have like the full gamut or are there social platforms that are blocked? Uh no, there, there isn't any social platform that I've blocked for now. I, I still use Reddit, Facebook, uh, and Instagram. Uh, we can still use every social media for now. Okay. Well, we, when we talked to you, you know, when, when we were planning this interview, you had said that you felt that people felt safe criticizing the government. Do, do they still feel that way now that the coups, it, it's been a couple days? Uh, it's hard to say. A lot of people are just living their life, but uh, it's safe to say that everyone is anxious. Like the government, uh, the, the military might be planning uh, planning to do some fake riots. Like they they will use it as an excuse to say they took over the country because of the riots. But they are they were the ones who planned the riots. Right. Uh, and in certain parts of the uh, certain parts of the city, uh, they came, they came and took the city uh, security cameras off the street. They didn't let anyone have their security cameras on. Uh, and we also witnessed that they came at some military 
but he just came by and separate gasoline on the street. So the, the citizen have to, the citizen have to cover the gasoline with sands and such. Wait, did they what? They, they, they doused they, the streets they, with gasoline and sand? No, no, they, they separate the streets with gasoline. Uh, I don't know what they are planning. They might be trying to cause chaos, or they they are they they might be planning to set the streets on fire if they were released. Uh, we can't say that for sure, but well, uh, we I mean, we witnessed create, that. If you want to create chaos, setting the streets on fire will do that. <laughs> so, yeah. so the military was was pouring gasoline on the streets. Yeah, so the citizen had to came out of their houses and cover the gasoline with sand. Good lord. Okay, so the so the citizens came out, put the sand over, so that way it would dampen the. Yeah, so that they can they can set things on fire. That's insane. They they really they really need to get their shit together. This this military people like what why do you don't you join the military because you want to protect like your fellow citizens? Isn't that like the whole? I, I was never in the military. I thought that was like the whole thing. Well, I think that's that's uh, kind of a, a moot point for them. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <not> to, <laughs> the bastards. Not, not to be too punny here on uh, <laughs> what's going on, but uh, we need we need all the promotion we can get, even if it's <laughs> from ourselves. Not, so. Are there? Do you know of like activist groups that? Are exist that would respond to this, and if so, have you noticed them responding? Uh, there are some group, uh, but I don't think there's any response, much response yet. Uh, those are, uh, those are, uh, a lot of people are pre, a lot of people are prepared to start the release, but. We haven't because uh, we are afraid they will use it as an excuse or just in case they uh, the UN and other countries have. Yeah, yeah and, and that stinks too because you're kind of trapped. Like you do nothing and the, then the coup happens and it just, you don't go back or you protest and, and you get involved and you potentially make it easier for them to secure their power. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people haven't studied, but uh, I think that they will be released in a few days. That's good. Like a lot of, lot of uh, students, uh, a lot of university students are already planning. Okay. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about some of the the people that took over because you know i'm not i'm not familiar with any any of these guys and i am not I, i'm sure that a lot of our listeners won't be either so um anything that you know about these guys you know let, let us know so so i'm going to start with uh the senior general min ayong huang who is now who made himself the acting state leader yeah um he became the military commander in chief in 2011 and he is kind of like the face of the Rohingya genocide and I'm wondering what he's like as a ruler and and what people think about him uh everyone thinks he's a piece of shit basically <laughs> like fair enough <laughs> okay. uh and I, uh, we all, all think that he's like the cat, he's like a cat paw. The uh, the rulers before him, like he's a puppet. Oh, puppet. From so so how so how does that how does that dynamic work? I mean, is he, uh, is he just like the face of the military? Is there somebody else that is known for making the decisions and he just kind of carries them out? Yeah, something like that. There are definitely people, uh, uh, 
he's uh how should i say he's the highest from our bus uh, from you guys perspective but you know unofficial they are unofficial people that are commanding him okay um who, who would you say has the most influence in the government then that, that, that gets the most that drives the most policy uh nld buddy uh i'm not sure okay uh, i'm not clear about the question sorry that's okay <laughs> that's fine um so the the the, the interim president mayant sway i'm sorry i'm probably butchering these names <laughs> Are you familiar with, um, he, he was the former vice president and the chief minister of Yangon. Uh, can you say the name again? Uh, it's Mayant Sway. It's pronounced M-Y-I-N-T or spelled and then huh? S-W-E. Uh, yes, uh, I know him yet. And? Is is he is he famous for anything? Um, is, does the how does the public know him? Uh, let me ask my mom. She's here. Okay. Uh, I'm not very Is that your mom? Yeah. Yes. Tell tell her uh, tell her uh, I said hi and a cheesecake. Yes. Uh, so so it became the vice president because in the two thousand and eight constitutions of Myanmar, they wrote that someone from the military must become the vice president. So, uh, we have two vice president and one must be from the military. Okay. And that's why that, he became the vice president. So <laughs> that 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 seems like I mean that seems like it's ripe with abuse. You know, if you just need like the president to die for the military to take over. Well and it also it also kind of you know sneaks around the election because if you are electing your leader but the military gets to choose who it wants to install for the vice president that, that really undermines a lot of the power that the people should have. And yeah, they, they wrote it so that the, the government can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, and, and I hear about, I know you mentioned that 25% of your parliament must be uh, military. Must be from the military. Yes. So what, what other levers of control do they have? Obviously, they can install the vice president themselves or, or a second vice president. What, what other levers do they have to prevent the government from getting things done? Uh, 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 they wrote the 2008 constitutions of Myanmar so that the new government needs 75% of the votes to change the constitution. But 25% is for the military, so so the government can change the constitution also, also because they installed the 25% of the military, uh, 25% of the seats in the parliament. Okay. Right. Uh, in the constitution, they also wrote it. They also wrote that the new government can can sue their all military. Uh, can sue them all military for the things they have done in the past. Okay, all right. 
So they, so you, if they committed some war crime or something, they're they're exempt from any accountability. Yes. Man. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to get a better picture of <laughs> why. Um, so, how going from you know your parents, you know, fighting in in 1988 through 2010 to today, how has the how has the the Myanmar people viewed democracy? Is it different? in the 80s and 90s as did they view, did they view democracy different back then than they view it today i imagine that they're more protective of it now that they've had it um, yes exactly okay uh, they uh, in the 90, uh, in the 80s they didn't even know about the democracy because the military didn't let any contacts with the any contacts with foreign countries they, they made propagandas that all the foreign countries are evil and that we are the only good people kind of thing in the 80s. And we didn't have any internet, any connection to the outside. So a lot of people didn't know about democracy. And so yeah, a lot have changed for the country since the democracy was introduced. I can imagine. Wow. Um... That's, that's crazy. Um, so I, is there, is there anything that you wanted to say about what's going on over there or, you know, you could... uh, For now, uh, a lot of people are just preparing to re release and university teachers, uh, doctors, nurses, and engineers have quit their jobs from the government because as a protest. Wow. That's, a lot of them have quit their jobs. Do, do you know how many, or, or is it just kind of like a, a nebulous number right now? Most of the doctors have quit their jobs. Uh, even the heads, heads of the main hospital of cities also have quit their jobs. That's a uh, statement. I hope that makes a difference. Um, what, what, what role do you think, personally, do you think the internet will play? Because I, I, you, you mentioned that in the 80s, in 90s that people weren't even aware of democracy that we were just that they just other countries were seen as the enemy and you know you didn't consider that as a possibility um now that you have access to the internet and you can talk with people from the outside and now that you've had democracy what, what do you think the inter what role do you think the internet will play uh, i think in another take a pretty big role since you know we we have we are reaching out to a lot of the countries uh, there are a lot of Myanmar people in other, a lot of uh, other countries as well, and they are also protesting. So you know they are, hopefully they won't be able to do such as as bad as they used to back in the eighties, because there will be international pressures as well. Absolutely. Okay. Um. Well, I. Joe, do you have any questions? No, I'm just uh, taking it all in. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's overwhelming. Um, I, I don't have any other questions. Did you want to say anything else? Uh, and not much. Uh, it's just that uh, we are, everyone is hoping there will be health 
to at least stop the military from killing everyone in the rallies and such, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope, let's, hope let's hope they don't succeed in that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> I think uh, laughter is uh, is a, is an acceptable emotion when you're dealing with something that's just really fucking hard to fathom. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Jesus, thank you for talking with us today. Um, it was it was great to hear with somebody from the inside and hear a perspective because you know we can we can pull up articles all we want but we won't get this kind of perspective. Yeah, I think it's very. Yeah, I, I think I gotta... it's also very needed to be, to get our words out. Like the journalists can make the news, but they won't be able to act personally to citizens. Like they can only ask the officials people. So it's yeah. hard to get our WhatsApp. So it's my pleasure. Yeah, you know, I, I got I gotta say, like, if if I had read about this on some website or a Reddit article or something, I would probably have just thought, oh fuck, another revolution in another country, and that's all the thought I would have given to it. But hearing you tell this from like just first person perspective and everything, uh, yeah, it it makes me fucking think a lot more about it, man. It's yeah. it's it, it's more real. Yeah, it's it's good to know that a lot of the a lot of Western countries are caring about this situ about the situation and such. So yeah, it's um, good for us too. We hope Jesus Christ, man. Good luck, man. Yeah, we hope the best for you, and and I hope that you know the, the doctors and engineers quitting their jobs makes a difference. That people caring makes a difference that yeah. the UN can put pressure on them somehow that won't destabilize the situation further. It's a really tricky situation. And, yeah, uh, it is. I really hope that you have more than enough sand to just stop the streets from catching fire. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I hope you get to study abroad, man. That's That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, right. well, well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, thank you guys too. Uh, no, it's it, it, it's entirely our pleasure. Well, pleasure is a really yeah. difficult word to use right now, but we are, you know, we're happy you came on. Yeah. Right. This has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast and visit us at the Moot subreddit. Peace out. Bye.